And then we can go ahead and get into Daniel in the lion's den because it's an awesome story. It is. And, and we're going to read it and go, we didn't know that was in I there. Know. <laughs> I know. Because we do that every time. Yeah. <laughs> I do that. I'm like, wait, how did I miss that? I know. I was like, Mom, can you read that kind of story? She's like, what do you want to hear? And I'm like, what was it? It was um, Goli- David and Goliath. Yeah. Oh, you oh, guys love that story. But there's a <laughs> lot in no, that. No, this is like recently. Oh, uh, yeah. So she's yeah, reading to me and I'm like, that's in there? Yeah. What about this part? That's not in there. <laughs> it says that, really? When I was reading uh, the Torah study, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, what, I, what I came upon, and I know I've, prob- I know I've read it more than one time, yeah. but it says God was testing the Israelites when he made the manna mm-hmm. come, you know, and he said, okay, so go out for six days, every day, right. collect it, come back, don't keep it, and some tried, you know, right, right. Got and all that, so, and then he said, on the sixth day, you go out, and, and then you double get day. double, right, right, because the Sabbath is coming, right. I don't want you to do that on the Sabbath, mm-hmm. and so, <laughs> some of them still can do that, it was, right, it right, was a test, you know, well, and I love because someone was talking about that that <laughs> online. They're saying, you know, and they're talking. Something was talking. It's all a test. And I said, and and I know we've talked about this, mm-hmm. but I said, I when I would hear that in the past before I understood how how the Jewish people mm-hmm. understand that, I would think like God's trying to trick us and trap us and and mm-hmm. show us, you know, oh, you don't know this, ha ha ha, you know. And then I and then when I watched Ushpazin and I realized. No, there's the pretest is for us. Right. It shows us what we don't know. We got to right. <laughs> it shows us what we don't know. Right. And then we go through a season of learning. Right. And then when the test comes, we know it's a test. Right. <laughs> and basically, we know it's a test because we have a choice to make uh-huh. between what we have now learned is right. Right. And what we might have done in the past, or what might seem like. But, it, you know, it is fun, and I know I have to clean up a mess later or whatever. You know, but when it's a test, we know it's a test. So when it says that he was testing, that they knew, they knew better. <laughs> That's the neat thing. It's like anytime it says it's a test, it's not. It's, yeah. That is part of what reveals in the text, that they knew better. <laughs> and I, I and think so. That's, uh, the nature of people, too, because as I was reading that, I was thinking, they they wanted some type of security that the food would be there every right. day. So if I get more than I need, I'm then looking at it. It's right in my pantry or wherever it's I'm tangible. keeping it. It's there. Yeah. What if God missed a day? I don't know how they were thinking. Right. But you right. know, it kind of make you think that way because it's like What if God decides go what if I do something wrong and God punishes me tomorrow with no manna? <laughs> I my might. Job, I know myself. I'm probably going to do something wrong, so maybe I should collect some. Extra. <laughs> well, you to put me in mind what Tanya and I were talking about. She's going to be coming up on her student teaching. Right. She can't work at that school, so this coming December she'll probably have to quit. As the first she could go, she had to do 12 weeks of student teaching, so there's no money coming in. Yeah. For a job for her. And she's like, what if this and what if that? And what yeah. if finally and then said, you go, you know Diane knew. Yes. Yes. God's been taking care of you all the time. Even giving you a roof over your head and you're not starving. He's not going to leave you in them 12 weeks. Right. I don't know how you're going to do it. I can't tell you. It's not like God's going to go, oh, 12 weeks? Oh, Oh, I didn't plan for that. (laughs) You're on 
know, I didn't know it was 12 weeks. I mean, I could have done 10 weeks, but I, 12 weeks is a lot. You know? Sometimes we just get too far ahead. Just start praying now. Right. You know and, and and be prepared and then you'll know. Yeah. That's that just remind her of what I shared before when, when we went through that season and God showed me if you have the answer, it's your problem. If you don't have the answer, it's mine. Yeah, and, and then she just said, I don't Not know about problem. babysitting. Just a little bit of pain. I said, well, I'm in Buckeye. But then I won't see my kids for a week. I'm like, I'm your mother. I'm not going to do anything to them. Sure, you're right. going to miss them. Right. But somewhere if, in life, you And have if to God has an alternative, there you go. then right. that'll be there. It could be like Lisa. Right. I'm not, I don't have them. Right. She got it right. We did. We know that was going to happen like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But Lisa told Tanya, God wants you and me. And she kept right. to go other places. And finally, God boxed her in where she had That's to right. right. She's like, no other alternatives. <laughs> it was funny. Lisa and I just sit back and laugh. We well, like, and, it's, wow. and it's funny because and there's so many training seasons in our life where we do that, where we're like, but maybe I could go, maybe this would be a little easier. And then I think we get, we go through that so many yeah. times that we get to that point where we go, no, I have to do this. It's uncomfortable, and I don't know how, what it's going to look like, and it's going to be hard, but God's very clearly saying do this. So I guess I'll do this and we'll see how it works out, you know, but it's always to me doing what he's telling me to do and trusting he'll take care of his part has always worked out better than me trying other things to not burden him with having to do that. (laughs) Let me make it where you don't have to go out of your way for me, and then I make a mess, and then I need help cleaning it up. Because, so. when um, when May and Chris moved in to my house, I just looked up and I said, okay, Lord, what are you doing? What's mm-hmm. happening? Because this woman is very independent, and she's moving in my house. Mm-hmm. That's a miracle right there. You right. Know, I was like, I'm right. shocked she even moving in. So when she lost her job, I said, Nate, did, did you know this was coming? Did, did you know you were going to? She said, no. Because a lot of companies fold. Right. And they're not going to tell you all the details. Right. Because they want right. you to work up until the time. Right. And they don't want probably, you to, they don't want you looking for something and oh, leaving no, early. No, because they need you for a, a certain time. Right. And so she moved in. She lost her job. That's half the income. And then they didn't, good but they didn't have to worry. Right. Right. That's not an accident. Right. Especially as independent-minded as you are, you would have never moved into my house. No, God puts us where we need yeah. to be. And and that's, I think at a certain point, it's about stopping fighting that. Yeah. And just going, okay, I don't understand, but I'm not going to understand anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not yeah, understand. And we trying to get John to go to the doctor for literally years, honey. Mm-hmm. And then he get in the car accident, and now he's bump at the his doctor. head. And now he's at the doctor. <laughs> Getting completely checked out. We're right. like, Lord, how many times do we tell you right. need to go to the doctor? Blood pressure's in the roof. Hello. Yep. And now and now he's there and he can't fight it. And and he can't fight it at all. Sometimes I think it's really just about how hard we need it to be to get us to do what we need to do. Like yeah. how how resistant are we? And and it's and that's what you know, God will say, okay. All right, I'm not gonna force you. <laughs> and and then things are, you know, but at the same time, I think we're moving towards certain things and we have to learn. It's kind of like I, I try and tell parents, the teen years don't have to be hard. 
Right. I, I really believe that there are things that are assigned to each year of an individual's life that they're learning that. So you're going to learn it at one. You're going to learn more about it at 11. You're going to learn even more about it at 21, 31. You're going to go this issue again, you know, and, and you're going to keep going. And there's, there's just developmental things that match with experiential things. And, and when you let, when you guide kids and let them be fully that age and fully develop those things when they're little, yeah, it's hard, but it's easier when they're three than when they're 13. But when they're 13, they have to learn certain things before they're 18 or they can't function. And so it's almost like there's more of a, a like a compelling drive to learn those things if they didn't learn them when they were younger. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you kind of see like this ramping up. Like we know that certain things are coming and we get like this agitated, I have to learn this now, I have to do this now. And which is why I, you know, going back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I get amazed. Well, 10 years they watched that thing go up. Going, I'm just going to do my job today. <laughs> See what tomorrow brings, you know. They didn't rush it. No. And they, they couldn't make it happen any faster. And it's not like they could go anywhere. Yeah. You know, and there was, was wasn't a job transfer. Go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're in, you're in Babylon. So at the end of last week, at the end of five, uh, Belshazzar, got all arrogant and decided to eat with and drink with the temple, uh, the things that were, his father had stolen from the temple. Yeah. And that hand came down and wrote on the wall and terrified him. And Daniel came in and said, yeah, this says you're opposed to God. This says, you know, you're going to die. And this says your kingdom is being divided between the Persians and the Medes. You know, good luck with that. So, so Daniel got elevated to the third most powerful person in the land. Belshazzar died that night, and Darius came in and was was given the crown and given authority as the leader of the Medes. So, so he got the message, and then the same day that happened, right? Right. There wasn't no that time night he stand. died. Yeah, you you drank from God's cup. Yeah. You You're done. done. <laughs> You're done. You might have enough time to do a little bit of cleanup that God needs you to do before you go, but once that's done, yeah. you're, you're gone. So it pleased Darius, so now he's in charge, to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom and over them three high officials, of whom Daniel was one. Who's a satrap? Um, the right? Like the governors, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's three governors. There's three officials that they answer to, like a tribunal. And Daniel was one of them, to whom these satraps should give account, so that the king might suffer no loss. So basically, Daniel and these two other guys are in charge of making sure all of the governors do their jobs so that nothing negative happens that will either, you know, reflect poorly on him. You know, there's not going to be a rebel uprising here or there. Uh, Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. So he he was excellent at his job of overseeing the the other two officials, yes. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. Conspiracy. Yep. But they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. 
Then these men said, We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Mm-hmm. So now they're not going after Daniel, they're going after God. Well, well done, then these high officials and satraps came by agreement to the king and said to him, O King Darius, live forever! All the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for 30 days, except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions." We're just going to stroke that ego like it's a lion's mane. Oh, you are wonderful and powerful. You are the ruler. You're in charge of everything. And we recognize that. We say you are awesome. And you should make rule that nobody anywhere asks any man or God except you for anything. Look like he would have thought, why are they doing this? When well, you know, yeah, he's like, yeah, you're right. I am that good. You know, but we saw Nebuchadnezzar up there. Look at my kingdom and yeah. my palace. And the words are hanging in the air. And he's That's running out to a true. field. That's true. So, you know, Darius doesn't have that experience. Oh, and, and you know, so, you know, and you see the crafty nature. Yeah. The, the. That whole coming as an angel of light thing. You know, you're wonderful and awesome. And when people do that, I do sit back and go, what is your ulterior motive? What do you have to benefit from this? What person doesn't do that? Well, most. Most. Yeah. Because when you really think you're that great, you're like, they finally see it. (laughs) Yes, you are right. I am that good. Maybe that's why the old wise women in a community where I grew up, used to say, if you set a trap for someone, set two. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? what? <laughs> you know, they used to just, you know, yeah. belt out these words of wisdom. Yeah. Or if you dig a ditch for somebody, dig two. Why you need two? For yourself. For yourself. You gonna You're going to fall in it too. May as well I was get, like, maybe they got may as well, I know, seriously. So now, O King, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. So, so okay, you've read, you've read Protecting the Gift, Lisa. How many human predator signs do you see in this story? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> Pretty much all of them. Wow. <laughs> this urgency. Do this a minute. You are so awesome. Mm-hmm. The compliments. The compliments, the forced familiarity. We all know how wonderful you are. We're all in agreement. You're this awesome person. Now do this now. Yeah. Mm. Which gives you no time to, to step back it. and think and go. What is that a book about? It's, 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 about, it's about how to, uh, it's, a, it's specifically for women and children for how to keep yourself safe from human oh, predators, how to recognize okay. the signs. Um, Lisa's got it. Yeah, you, you should totally read Especially working with daycare kids, you should like read it. Yes, yeah, but you read it now and you'll cry and you'll go, why did no one tell me that? But it's yeah. like, 
your eyes will be like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he talks about denial is your logic brain not wanting you to look at something that your gut knows is there. Mm-hmm. And, and so you get, there's like a confusion to it, like a veil kind of a thing. But every time you start to think about the problem, you'll find yourself talking about curtains or something, you know, like, like your brain, your brain won't go there. And he says that the only way to deal with that is to go, what does my brain not want me to see and look? And then you'll be like, oh my God, how did I miss that? And, and really, you know, I want to, want to time warp a copy of the book back to Darius like you should have had like all these warning bells going off here because dang you're being taken in so and and you know like he would never have signed this against Daniel he's elevating Daniel right above everybody and and the reality is the way they did this the brilliance of the plan is they don't mention Daniel or Daniel's God yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. It's so vague and so general. Yeah, and so let's talk about you and how awesome you are. Don't think about the consequences of this choice, except as they apply to you. So... When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, now, clearly knew about the document. I mean, it seems like that statement, the way that kind of sounds like he knew what was going to happen. I mean, you can't be in charge of everybody and, and have them all be in agreement and hear no scuttlebutt. Like, you, 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 can't, you can't have the discernment and the spirit of God in you at the level that Daniel did and not put all the signs together when you see people sneaking around and not including you in the sneaking. Unless he heard them propose it, you know? Well, and he may have, but even, even then he said nothing. Yeah. It wasn't his place to stop the king. That's kind of like, he's not the one being attacked. Right. If he jumps in now, it looks like he's saying, you're not awesome, Darius. Mm -hmm. You know, and Darius, why are you defensive? Mm Mm-hmm. Who are you going to petition? What's your your ulterior motive? And they thought that out too. They knew he was going to stand up. They probably betted on that. And and probably, you know, if you have no evidence, if you have no, you know, if it's your word against all the other governors and satraps and counselors and officials. and, And Daniel was so wise. He waited. He held his tongue. He saw what they were doing, and when he, when he knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day wow. and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. He didn't go into hiding. He didn't sneak around. He didn't avoid prayer for 30 days and think to himself, well, it's just a month. I can pray in my heart. He continued doing what he was doing according to his understanding of the law and and what it was supposed to look like to be practiced, and he was faithful to that. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Mm-hmm. They know where he was. Yeah, they knew and he, he wasn't was hiding. House. He was in his house. 
doing his thing. Yeah. They knew they knew that three times a day he'd pray. They knew that. So they came and caught him. And it says he had windows open to because he didn't close his windows and draw the curtains. He did the same thing he'd done the day before, knowing that they were going to come and do this. And that is bold. And that, you know, you want to talk about heroes of the faith? It's not because of what he did in the lion's den. This is is really powerful. Mm -hmm. Then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within 30 days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing stands fast according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Which is very, you know, Esther, Esther-esque, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. Esther, Esther comes later, but it's the same kind of situation. Yeah. Then they answered and said before the king, Dan- Oh, no, you Go back! I was going to say, did you finger hit it or? No, I think it just, I don't know. Maybe I didn't think I touched it. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king. Look how they put it. Oh, I know. (laughs) That's a lot. He's ignoring you or the injunction you have signed but makes his petition three times a day. (laughs) Oh, my God. Then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel. And he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. Oh, wow. Because he had signed this thing he couldn't get out of, and he had to uphold it, but he didn't want to. But he didn't want to hurt Daniel. He's trying to figure out how he's to get probably out of calling his you know his his attorneys in and he's going over the books and has it ever has there ever been a time when an injunction was able to be overturned has there ever been what was the you know what was the history of that what was what's the detail I've done this is there a clause is there anything is there a loophole wow. something I, that wasn't covered because at this point he's got to know he's been played yeah that happened oh, yeah. in Esther too. Remember when mm-hmm. he wanted to find out? Well, what does the law say? What to do with the queen? Right. Who didn't want to come before. Right. Remember he said, "Well, what, what does the law say?" You know. Yeah, and they come but and she check could it. Never come again. Mm-hmm. Then they want to make an example out of uh, what's her name? Um, Vashti. Vashti. Yep. Yeah. And so, so the so he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. He's really tra- he's like, wow. and and partly him, but also. I'm thinking if I'm Darius, I'm thinking, I have been played. They did this on purpose because it didn't even take a day. Like that day, they're dragging him back there. This was a plot. And, and at the point where you know that you are indulging the plotters mm-hmm. and that they have taken advantage of you, to take down someone that you value, that's got to be a rough awakening yeah. for Darius. Yeah. So he's he's trying till the sun went down to rescue him. He probably also had a pretty good relationship with Daniel at this point because mm-hmm. they're probably pretty close. And yeah. He's his friend and he doesn't want that to happen. And he's probably just going, oh my God, what did I do? 
Then these men came, um, came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no injunction or ordinance that the king establishes can be changed. So, like, we know what you're trying to do. We know you're trying to get out of this. And you you can't. can't. Wow. We know you can't. Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The king declared to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. Mm-hmm. So it was King Darius who said that to him. I hope that your God rescues you. I want you to come out of this lion's den. Right. And then the loophole is, I threw him into the lion's den. Right. Doesn't say what to do after. Doesn't him. say he has to die there. Yeah. <laughs> and a stone was brought and laid on the mouth. Okay, why no, is it doing this there. today? No. Good night. Stop it. I think it's the internet stuff. Is oh. throw it. But it's, I don't know why it's letting it go and then shoving it back. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep fed from him. Then at break of day, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. As he came near the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been a... And you know, that continually meaning... Even when I was foolish enough to pass a law that puts you at risk for doing it, you continued. Right. You didn't break it. You, you hold your God higher than me. I hope he protected you. Yeah. You know, did you, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. His heart leaped in his body. Because he was saying, because he was he was acknowledging the king's position Mm -hmm. that God has him there, that it's not his place to defy the king, that he did what he did, knowing that it broke the rules, but because he held his God in higher esteem. Mm -hmm. And and Darius, who is saying I hope your God saved you. And, and so the greeting, you know, when you go into the presence of a king, that, that would be the greeting. You know, Odarius lived forever. So he basically is saying, he's got me. Mm-hmm. I get to greet you this morning. Odarius, mm-hmm. O king, live forever. Yeah, because that's what those guys said. Remember when they went to yeah, that's the, the law to, to make that law. The first thing that's you do in the presence of a king is bless him. Yeah, okay, uh, forever. I acknowledge you. Wow. <laughs> and and so Daniel's like, yep. Because Darius, you know, he still acknowledges Darius as king. Yeah. Obviously He's, doesn't have hard feelings about it. Right. And he knows Darius was tricked. And, and he saw it happening. And... He knew there was nothing Darius could do once he'd signed it. He's not mad at Darius. You know? My God sent his angel 
and shut the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him. The laws of men, whatever. And the thing is, he broke the law of man. Right. He did. It's not like if you, I mean, we're not supposed, and, and, and Paul addresses this in Romans, we're not supposed to go around breaking the laws of men because we're not bound by them. It's not like Daniel was breaking all the laws of Darius. Where man's law commands us with any risk of penalty to violate God's law, then we are to peacefully go with God's law. Right. If we are charged because we violated man's law in favor of God's law, then we know that whether God's, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, our God can save us if he doesn't, that's fine. Yep. We'll be with him. And so he's saying, you know, God knew, and, and, and the, you know, some people will say, well, this means nothing bad will happen to you if you're obedient to God's law. No, because frankly, I'd say being thrown into a lion's den is bad. But it's also that not everyone is, is in a position of Daniel. Not everyone is in a position to act on behalf of the Jewish people and to speak to the leader on behalf of God. Mm -hmm. and, and God was not going to let the plot against him succeed and remove him from that position. So it may be that your time is up and it happens. It may be that, that I mean, you're, you're in, none of us is Daniel. Right. But this happened because, um, you know, and I, and I love this. He shut the mouths of the lions so that none of them would harm me because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. You know, there wasn't, it wasn't like he broke this rule, but there were also a lot that nobody knew about. And, you know? <laughs> so he, you know, it's not like God, because this would have been a great opportunity should it needed to happen for God to remove him from that position if he was not worthy of it. Right. But he's saying, I have not, I've been found worthy before God and, and I've done you no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. And that is a testimony. Yes, indeed. You know, that's the kind of thing that's going to change someone. And the king commanded, and these men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions. They, their children, and their wives. Wow. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. Wow. Dang. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. The children too. Mm -hmm. Wow. The whole household. Guess they said they're all evil. Well, and, and there's a there's a concept in the ancient world and, and, and it's present in the Bible of corporate guilt. Well, that's how God did it. He's like kill the, the children. Yeah, when the whole town came out to try and kill them, I don't know if that was wipe them out. Corporate guilt at that point because that was so that the next generation didn't rise but that's, up and kill But people. that's the same kind of thing. That's the thing. You were raised. Their children 
alone, then they would have yeah. rose up against them. Sometimes. Right. There was like Haman. Like you see my dad lying. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. All of them were on the. All of them were on the gallows. Wife too, Haman. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's, I think so. Yeah, they they were all taken out because because there's the <sighs> idea of corporate guilt speaks to the fact that you have been immersed in something evil. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. Right. But it, it's not going to change just because the ones who originally immersed you are not there. I'm glad that's not a thing anymore. I know. Because <laughs> well, I could die because my dad did something? <laughs> kidding. But, but at the same time, keeping in mind that, that I mean, first of all, first of all um, you know, like in this situation, it was the king who did it. And probably because he was really mad that yeah, these people like had tricked him. Yeah. You know, I mean, you tricked the king. You yeah. literally take your life into your own hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it was when it was with the Israelites, it was the communities that he had specifically told them, go around and don't bother these people. And they all came out to war against him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, wipe them out. But people like that, like Haman, like them, they have to keep that hatred going or whatever discord right. they're doing going. And so then you pass it on generation right. to generation. Right, and obviously your wife's cool with it. I mean, that's what right. she's still with you. know, in the South where I grew up, I mean, turn into that. right, mm-hmm. and organizations like the Ku Klux Klan, if, if they didn't keep the hate going, right. then the hate would the stop. The hate would stop. They and we can't have that. Stop. They wanted it to keep going. Hate likes to thrive. So they have to feed it to their children. They even allow their children in those days to see them hang black right. people and tar them and burn them. And I thought, gosh, they scarred the heck out of their own children. Right. Right. Can you imagine a child looking at that? And yet, scarred for life. When you're when that's when life. you're told over and over, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, and it confuses people. I was just telling. And people it dulls that, you. Yeah, like it shuts you off emotionally. Yeah, you don't you know. Unsensitized. Right. That. When if you feel right. anything contrary to what they raised you as, you start going through some crazy stuff. Because when I had went to, I was telling somebody the story the other day when I started going to ASU. All those years ago, there was this guy who was just, like, degrading me all the time and calling me the N-word. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and um, come to find out, he got really, really drunk, severely drunk, and he came knocking on my door. And it was, like, this profession of love for me. And yeah. so I just was like, wow, you were raised to be super hateful and racist. <laughs> you but are messed you, up. But yet you, you liked me at the same well, time. Well, that was probably why he That was why he was... You can't do it unless you're drunk. But combine that combine that with what is taught in a lot of communities that wow. women are tempresses and, and draw men into evil. So it's your fault that he likes you, which is what makes you more horrible. You're, you're enticing him against what he knows to be the right thing to do. Yeah. And it's just this whole twisted, He's messed like, up hey, thing. Black people, you're the N word. Right. You I'm a degrade you're every so chance beautiful. I get. Then it's like, you're so beautiful, and I love you, and I'm drunk, and I have to get drunk to tell you. Yeah, that. and you're like, uh, and I'm I'd be like, security? Like, <laughs> my God, but you know, he was conflicted. He grew up with right. all this stupid, ignorant hate. Right towards a, a certain group of people that doesn't right. even is not and even a real the Judeans. group of people. And yeah, and then he's like, he's his feelings are contrary. Because remember, remember under Nebuchadnezzar, anybody who said anything bad about Daniel's God was going to be put to death. Yeah. And then Belshazzar came, and they're probably thinking, finally. And then Belshazzar's not there that long. And then Darius, and they're like, phew, we're not even under those rules anymore. Now we've got a chance to take them out. And God's like, oh, no. No, you do not. 
So he says, I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He worked signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian, who so came Cyrus after him. Come next. Okay. Yep. These kings either don't live a very long time or Daniel lives a very long time. I yeah. <laughs> I, probably a combination of both. Yeah. And his age and, and you know, it's... You know how old was Daniel at this point? Well, this is, this is the, the, the one last thing I want to point out, because it just popped into my head, is because you're talking about age, and it's like made it click. A few chapters ago, when he's got to go and interpret the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had, and it says he, he was terrified. And he's like... Oh my God! I gotta go before the king and tell him that you know, yay, you're the tree, but uh, you're, gonna you're gonna be. Well, it wasn't even that. You're gonna go live like an animal for seven years. True. But maybe you could try being righteous. I don't know. You know. And so, so he was terrified. He he was terrified to go before the king. When this happened, experiences and years later, yeah, He calmly stands there, lets it get signed into law. Goes home, kneels down before the open window and prays. It doesn't talk about him being terrified. It doesn't talk about him and worrying. Right, right. Yeah, and he doesn't. He, he doesn't was, have to go. And he was probably standing there. I mean, but he didn't bow down either. But they were after those three. Right. You know, and Daniel was probably like, I should be on a trip. You know? <laughs> I think I have some state business to go deal with. But, oh, but no. he, he just goes and does it. And it doesn't say he trembled. It doesn't say he was afraid. It doesn't say he secretly asked God, should I be praying to you openly? Yeah. Right. He just did it. Because he's seen over and over God is faithful. Right. And either God wants me in this position or he doesn't. Or he doesn't. Yeah. Either God's going to protect me. Or he won't. Right. It doesn't change what I need to do. Right. And so his, his quiet, simple obedience, even in the face of death, and he's elevated and elevated and elevated and given favor, and, and, and God is glorified. Because this is even different from Nebuchadnezzar's, you know, rise to the understanding of, of who God is. Now, am I saying that this is a confession of faith? No, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's definitely not, hey, let's keep peace with this God because I'm a little afraid of him. You know, he's saying he has dominion. He is glorified, you know, and, and he's being acknowledged in a very sincere way. And, and, his obvious representative is being given favor and prosperity during the reign of these men from a completely different paradigm. And tell me, didn't they, they at least wrote something down how, or had something in order to keep the reign of these two kings, maybe things they implemented, they did or whatever, yeah. some type of history on yeah. it. So yeah. then by the time we get to the third king, then he didn't go back and read anything. It's like, 
Wouldn't they want to not make mistakes that the other one made or read about uh, the other one's rave? <laughs> After that, nobody probably knows Daniel or... Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you know go down, kids, it's his great... Yeah, it's like, because it's his... It's I like think it's his grandson. Like Joseph, yeah. same thing, you know, yeah. how... Yeah, After because you get somebody with a different started. with a different idea and somebody yeah. who wants something different at the times change or, you know, he was being raised in a nursery and, and but Daniel died. it's like the died. history just go away, like nobody knows I think, I mean, you know, and he was a drinker and his wife was being banished and put to death <laughs> and he had to, you know, had that beauty contest all over the kingdom. I mean, yeah, he's busy. He was busy and maybe too young, maybe a little punk. I don't know, you know. And and then he was planning doing the whole war with the Greeks. I mean, he was he was trying to prepare for that. That's why she didn't even see him for a month, probably. That's true. You know. So so and we're going to go into um, we're going to go into another dream next next week. That's that's really interesting. And um, Liam, we're going to do we're going to do another dream next week. So you'll enjoy that. You like those. And so he's like, I'll explain it all to you. And so, um, and, and the dream that we're going to talk about is one that is used. A lot of people look at it, you know, for end time stuff. And yet there was a lot, like in his days, stuff happened. And, and so it's, it's well, but we'll talk about that next week. But it's, um, I just love the beautiful encouragement to do what is right, to do what God is instructing you to do. Yeah. Even if, you know, in the face of rules and laws that would seek to punish you for doing it. And, you know, there, there are lots of things and it's, and, you know, and there are lots of things that are not a big deal until someone's plotting or until somebody is, is is looking and the reality is it still like that today people go hunting down in the law books for whatever oh, yeah. they well and that's and that's and the thing whatever they can to that's the thing people who people. are are conspiring to take yeah. someone or something down yes if it's not this rule it'll be another one right so so it's one of those things where you know yeah there will be some things that you could go yeah okay yeah, it's not a big deal and then the next one will come, and the next one will come. Yes. You know, they weren't going to stop while Daniel had favor with, with Darius. No. So, I don't. so we'll stop the recording in just a second. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Amen. Amen.